Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Thursday, September 8th, 2022. Stand up for your country. Condolences to the uh, Queen of England's family. She passed today. I have some comments uh, coming up. Uh, Also, the National Football League, America's uh, most popular form of entertainment, kicks off tonight. We will have a uh, very interesting segment on that as well. But first, we are in business to protect your rights, to make your life as good as we can make it from the outside. And I think you know that. I think many of you have been with me for 25 years. You know what I do. I'm not uh, in business to uh, curry favor with any of the powerful. I'm glad I don't work for a corporation anymore. Um, I do what I want to do. Um, But once in a while, a story comes along that's suppressed by the media. That means they won't report it. That is so important that it actually angers me. And that's what we're going to do tonight in the Talking Points Memo. So, first of all, if you have heard this story, please email bill at billoreilly.com because I haven't seen anything on it. So, the attorney generals of Louisiana and Missouri have filed a lawsuit against the White House, the federal government, the CDC. Okay, there's Eric Schmidt and Jeff Landry. I know Mr. Landry a little bit. The lawsuit is about collusion. Remember Russia collusion? But this time, the lawsuit has to do in their allegations with President Biden, um, Ms. Jean-Pierre, the press secretary, Anthony Fauci, colluding and or coercing social media companies to suppress disfavored speakers, viewpoints and content on media platforms by labeling the content disinformation, misinformation, and malinformation. Here is a quote from the lawsuit. Having threatened and cajoled social media platforms for years to censor viewpoints and speakers disfavored by the left, senior government officials in the executive branch have moved into a phase of open collusion with social media companies to suppress disfavored speakers, viewpoints, and content on social media platforms under the Orwellian guise of halting so-called disinformation, misinformation, and malinformation. These actions gravely threaten the fundamental right of free speech and free discourse for virtually all citizens in Missouri, Louisiana, and America, both on social media and elsewhere, unquote. So we all know what this is about. This concerns Meta, that's Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Uh, banning President Trump and others who said things that those agencies, those media companies uh, felt were untrue. So they were banned. Okay, so the two attorneys general are suing. Now, a state judge in Louisiana has ordered, and this is big, the White House to turn over emails and Fauci and Jean-Pierre have to do the same thing. Any emails they sent to big tech, any correspondence they had, and there is the judge who ordered that, Terry Doty, uh, and he's a Louisiana judge. Now, this will be appeal, I bet, or you know, whatever, but this thing is moving along. This lawsuit was filed May 5th of this year. So it's moving along, and now 
the White House and uh, the CDC Fauci have to turn over any correspondence they had with the social media companies. It's, that's huge. That's huge. Now, will they? I, I don't know. But that's the order. And if you violate a judge's order, that is a felony. So this is an enormous story. Again, how many of you have heard it? Now, I'm not going to come to any conclusion on the story. Both sides are entitled to present their cases in a court of law, and then there'll be a verdict. That's how it works here. Okay? I know that the left controls the social media and the news agencies, the corporate news organizations. That's beyond any doubt. So with the exception of Fox News and Newsmax, uh, OAN, all the rest are controlled by left-wing people. And in the case of the social media, where they have censorship uh, ability, easy, then just knock you off. You just can't post. you got to watch this. Now, I'm not convicting anybody. I didn't like that uh, President Trump was thrown off it. I didn't think that was right. He's the president of the United States. You want to challenge him? Challenge him. Now, I don't buy into the massive election fraud. You know that. Um, I'm, I have an open mind. But the only way, as I said yesterday, we're going to get to the bottom of that is if Trump's reelected and he appoints a special prosecutor to gather evidence about the election. That's it. That is all. You're never going to find out what did or did not happen unless that happens. And Donald Trump should know that and knock off the uh, steel business because it doesn't matter anymore unless he's reelected. Okay, so that's the memo. I'm going to follow this story. We're talking to the principals involved. We will have it for you because it is a extremely important story. And just the fact that it's not the lead on NBC, ABC, CBS, and all the cables is a scandal. It's a scandal. All right, President Biden's schedule. He delivered remarks on COVID uh, vaccines. Okay, fine. And then he, he goes to uh, Maryland in a helicopter to do a DNC event. Hey, that's my money. I don't want you going to Maryland to do a DNC event, Mr. President. Do it from the White House. Do a Zoom. I mean, you're wasting my time. You're wasting my money. Solve some problems, okay? Please, just try. I mean, a little later on, he doesn't even try. He's not even trying. It's Biden to solve problems. Okay, Britain's Queen Elizabeth II, dead at age 96. She died in Balmoral Castle in Scotland. It's a uh, property of the crown. Uh, ruled 70 years plus. Um, I never met her. I don't really care much about the British royal family, but I respect those who do. An interesting conversation with Donald Trump one time about the Queen. His mother, Trump's mother, loved the royal family because she was born in Scotland. And um, I'd say most uh, Great Britons, they like the monarchy. They don't mind that their tax money is being spent for these people to live lavishly. I think that would bother me a little, but I'm not a British subject. I'm an American citizen. I was rooting for the Sons of Liberty, okay? Really killing England. Uh, but I don't begrudge any of the royal family. But anyway, Trump, 
he, uh, he got along well with the Queen, by all accounts, his account and others. Uh, and they had that common thread about his mother, uh, who was a huge stargazed royal family person. Um, now, uh, Prince Charles, 73 years old, takes over as king. Charles, in my opinion, is a mediocrity. Uh, never really done anything much, uh, you know, all about him and Princess Diana and all that stuff. I, I, you know, to me, it doesn't matter to we, to us in America. But you know, look, it's entertainment, I guess. But he's becomes the king. Uh, the royal family doesn't have much power, has PR power, but doesn't have any governance power. That's the House of Lords and the House of Commons, especially in London. King doesn't, you know, he can suggest things and all of that, but he, it's a limited monarchy. All right. So anyway, our condolences to uh, the family of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, I'm not going to get into Harry. Is he there? He's, I don't care. Okay. All right. Uh, on a subject, Donald Trump, new polling on the FBI raid, NPR, PBS, Marist poll. This is a left wing poll that's almost always wrong. So I'm going to put all these polls in perspective for you. But anyway, it came out and I'll give it to you. Uh, Democrats, 33, Republicans, 29, independents, 36, probably most left leaning independents. And the question is, uh, the FBI executed a search warrant on Mar-a-Lago and recovered boxes of government documents and materials. Do you think Former President Trump has done something illegal, 44%. Yes, has done something unethical, but not illegal, 17. Has done nothing wrong, 29. So you add it up and it's 46 to 44 favoring didn't do anything illegal in this poll. And then I ask the question, if you think Donald Trump has done something illegal or unethical, should he be charged with a crime? 47% say yes. <laughs> Okay. Um, and it's a, it's just an ongoing thing about, look, you can think what you want, but nobody knows what Donald Trump did or did not do as far as his classified documents are concerned. They don't know. There are leaks, this, that, and the other thing, but it's just like Russian collusion. How many Americans convicted him of that? How many? Millions and millions and millions. But this is a sport in America. Let's convict. Should be a game show, a reality show. Due process. Ah, we don't need due process. I know he's guilty. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. And the other side, too. No, I didn't do it. Didn't do anything wrong. He might have done something wrong. We don't know. But unless there's facts, proof, then we have to err on the side of he didn't do anything wrong. That's the presumption of innocence. See, this is gone in America. That's, I, I give Trump the presumption of innocence. But I don't know what he did. America's in decline. I think we all know that. Uh, a new study out of Brandeis University says that a third of American families, working families, not people on welfare, uh, can't meet the bills. And 50% of blacks and Hispanic families can't meet the bills. The bills are housing, food, medical care, transportation, child care, household expenses. They can't meet them. Okay, studies based on 98,000 households. I think it's true. Uh, inflation has just wrecked people who uh, are on the margin as far as earning capacity is concerned. It's brutalizing. And that's why. 
We didn't have an inflation in Trump. Okay, for you crazy Biden supporters or liberals, you know, come on, wise up, will you? It's hurting everybody. Um, now, the solution on the left is to give marginal working family stuff, just give it to them. That's not the solution, okay? The solution is to forge a pathway where the most people can succeed by having a very vibrant capitalistic economy. That's the pathway, not giving people stuff. All right, American decline, 750 migrants are dead crossing the border this fiscal year. In 2019, under Trump, the number was 300. So it's 750 now. That's a record under Biden. 450 more human beings, poor people, dead under Biden than under Trump crossing the border. Do you care? Does Joe Biden care? Joe Biden does not care. If he did care, he'd do something. He wouldn't be helicoptering to a national, Democratic National Committee meeting. He'd be doing something. He's not doing anything. The border remains wide open after 20 months. Joe Biden doesn't care. Does he care about fentanyl deaths? No. Nope. Does he care about people being gunned down in the streets of Chicago, Philadelphia, New York, L.A.? No. Doesn't care. No U.S. attorney action there. None. Does he care about the industry, the airline industry collapsing? No. Don't care. <laughs> I mean, it's, you think I'm exaggerating? I'm not. I'm not. I'm telling you the, the God's honest truth to use a cliche. He doesn't care. Now, I don't know why. I don't. I don't know if he understands. But clearly, if you have 750 migrants crossing the southern border dead when your predecessor's number was 300 and your number is more than twice that, you might want to do something. Right? No. It's just, (laughs) I'm just flabbergasted that anyone would pull the lever for the Democratic Party. Anyone. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Okay, so uh, when the migrants get here, if they survive... Um, The uh, U.S. government, U.S. Immigration Customs, Homeland Security, Immigration Services, Border Protection can't process them. 
And so the Wall Street Journal reports that between October 21 and June 22, nearly 50,000 migrant cases were dismissed because there's no paperwork on the part of the government. They didn't file. So those people are here forever. Yeah, in theory, people could go back and look at their case. They'll never do that. So that's a lot of people. All right, 17% of the total cases, federal government can't get the paperwork filed. Maybe you, instead of putting 87,000 new IRS agents, maybe you move those 87,000 federal people down to processing migrants. Right? It's unbelievable. America in decline. Finally, um, there is a potential $1 billion sale of arms from the USA to Taiwan. 60 anti-ship missiles, 100 air-to-air missiles. China says, if you do that, President Biden and Congress, if you okay that, then we're going to do something. Countermeasures, Beijing calls it. It's a threat. Now, these sales have to be reviewed by Congress, um, but it says opposition is going to be scant, that this sale will go through. A billion dollars comes to us, and we sell send weapons to Taiwan, China. I don't know what they're going to do. Okay, let's go to the media. You remember Robert Iger, former Disney CEO, very far-left guy, uh, good manager, but, you know, he's an ideologue, lives in Hollywood. He was at a conference yesterday, left-wing conference, by the way, and Iger said that uh, network is pretty much going out of business, network programming. So you may have heard that NBC is thinking about cutting one hour prime time from their lineup so they would run 8 to 10. They wouldn't put on shows 10 to 11. They give that time back to the local stations because they don't want to. Nobody's watching network entertainment. Nobody's watching. It's gone. Over. Stunning. When I grew up, that was it. Tens of millions of people would watch Mary Tyler Moore and All in the Family and uh, Happy Days. Now, nothing. It's all about naked people on some island running around. It's like, okay. So I think that's going to happen. I think NBC is going to say, look, nobody watches Jimmy Fallon, so we're going to move him up to 11. Uh, We'll give an hour to the local stations who can do their news earlier from 10 to 11 or 10 to 10.30, then run a syndicated program. Anyway, we don't want to produce programming anymore. It's too expensive. Nobody watches. That's what's going on. But Iger also says something very interesting. He goes, streaming TV is the future. And I told you yesterday about our deal with Vidgo, V-I-D-G-O. And we hope you check that out. Um, Because streaming means you can watch entertainment, sports, news when you want to. And you don't have to pay 200 bucks a month for cable. Uh, I think they're giving you premium now at Vidgo for 66 bucks or something. I mean, it's an amazing deal. So Iger said, yeah, this is what's coming. And it is. And that plays into the uh, National Football League kickoff tonight. Um, The National Football League is the biggest form of entertainment in America now. All told, it's marketing and concessions and everything, about $18 billion um, for the teams. I think there are 32 teams. I could be wrong on the number, but I think that's what it is. And that has gone up every year and every year and every year because of the broadcasting 
contracts primarily, but the marketing these dopey people wearing a, the jersey. I shouldn't say dopey. I have a few jerseys too, but I don't wear them to the stadium. Anyway, you see it, you know, and the teams get that money. So it is an enormous uh, revenue generator. Biggest. And it kicks off tonight. Now, we kick off a new program, weekly interview program called Shock and Awe with Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly is me. Uh, Tomorrow, Friday, September 9th, 6 p.m. on Vidgo. And our first episode is The Price Pro Football Players Pay to Be Successful. And uh, we have a clip for you now. Um, The program runs about 45 minutes. This clip is 2 minutes, 19 seconds. Roll it. Now, you and I have had a lot of discussions over the year, been lucky enough to be your friend, about you and the Oakland Raiders 50 years ago, the Dallas Cowboys, where they literally tried to kill you. (laughs) You're gouging your eyes out. And now that doesn't happen anymore because the league had to evolve to protect the players somewhat. But it was savagery when you played. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Going back, I can remember a coach telling us it's our job to debilitate the opponents. You don't just tackle them. You try to debilitate them. You try to get him to give up or not get up and play any further. Well, the players these days understand that what goes around comes around. They're still trying to hit the players as hard as they can. But the game has changed to where they're protected more with the head injuries and with the knees. Heads and knees, uh, necks, those things, uh, the rules have changed for that. Okay, so you're a warrior, and warriors have that mentality that you're willing to absorb the punishment and the injury for the greater good. But I don't believe that the average fan, and I played college football, I know the game pretty well, understands the intensity of the danger, the physical danger of playing the game at the NFL level. The fan just doesn't know how dangerous it is. Would you agree or disagree with that? I would say some fans understand, but uh, overall the general you know, population um, of fans probably truly don't understand uh, to the level that you know, us players are going through, uh, the level that we're putting our bodies through. Uh, there's people out there that definitely, you know, they probably played high school uh, football or college football and, and had an injury or something or felt that type of pain, a couple bruises, quad contusions, whatever it was. But to majority of the fans, I don't think so. But, uh, you know, that's part of the game. You know, we're willing to go out there and put our bodies on the line. We're the ones who are signing up uh, to play the game. But why are they willing to do it? Uh, that is a key component of the Namath and Gronkowski interviews. And it was very nice of those guys to help us out on our first program. Why? Why are, uh, and when you hear all the injuries that Namath and Gronkowski went through, it, it's staggering. So uh, it's a very, very interesting program, even if you don't like football. It's a business, more of a business uh, interview program than uh, a sports thing. And by the way, when you watch it, and I hope you do, Um, compare the way we interview athletes to the way the most sportscasters interview athletes. It's pretty shocking. 
All right, in our Smart Life uh, segment tonight, uh, this is a very simple thing. Don't bet on pro football. Okay, now listen. Every two seconds, there's this ad now. Remember, it used to be organized crime. Killing the mob is out in paperback this week, and a lot of the killing the mob is about how they got all this money gambling, from gambling, betting on sports. Well, now it's legal. And you see, you know, Jamie Foxx, who's a good guy, by the way, and I'm not criticizing Jamie, and all these other people going, bet, 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 bet. Don't do it. Don't do it. You can't win betting any sport because the analytics that the odds makers in Vegas use to put the spread out and this and that, they know everything. We don't know anything. It's all emotion. We're betting on emotion. Now, if you want to make the games more interesting, bet with your friends. Okay? And no, don't bet much, but, you know, put 10 or 20 on a game with your friends and keep a running tab like a card game, okay? And so that's okay. But once you get in with these uh, big corporations and they lure you in and we'll give you this free and that free, you can get hooked because it's fun to gamble. Gamble's fun, but it will take your money. Now, if you have money to burn, give it to charity. Help somebody out. Don't give it to these bookies, and they're still bookies. I don't care if they're legal or not. What they're doing is trying to pull their money out of your wallet, and they know you're not going to win. You know, you win one or two games, and you're going to lose four or five. It's just the way it is. It's like going to Vegas and playing cards. Once in a while, you win, but the house always wins. And if it didn't, it wouldn't be there. Okay, so smart life. You know, look, I don't know about you, but I work damn hard for my money. I don't want to just throw it away, especially in this time so precarious. You know, the stock market is all over the place and people's savings and inflation. Man, you got to really guard it. I want everybody to have fun, get a bunch of your friends, get a pool. I don't mind this fantasy football stuff. That's all right. It, it heightens all the interest, and you're not going to get you know, busted doing it unless you do 18 teams or whatever. All right, college. So um, it's bad out there. You know, if you have kids uh, at colleges, and I do, uh, it's bad. <laughs> okay. So there was a study conducted by the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression, FIRE, of about 45,000 undergraduates on college campuses right now enrolled in four-year degrees at 208 colleges, and they come up with the worst freedom of speech and the best freedom of speech campuses. Let us do the worst first, because that rhymes. Columbia University, New York City is radical left. If you are not a radical leftist, you are open to hostility. University of Pennsylvania, I'm really, really disappointed to see that school on the list. But they terrorize faculty members if they don't fall into line. Rensselaer, RPI, upstate New York, that's a science school. What are you doing up there? Georgetown University, a disgrace. A disgrace what has happened to that Jesuit college. Used to be one of the best in the world. It is now a cesspool of woke. It is horrible. And then Skidmore College, upstate New York. It's always been an elitist institution. You don't want to go there. 
got a good arts program up at Skidmore, but, you know, if you go, you better shut up unless you're a radical leftist. Here are the best colleges uh, for freedom of speech. University of Chicago, that's a surprise. Good for them. Kansas State, Purdue in Indiana, Mississippi State, Oklahoma State. All right, so you'd think that down south where it isn't as woke as up north, it would be better, and that seems to be true. So here is an important story for this day in history that is contemporized. 36 years ago today, September 8th, 1986, a new television program came on the air. It was called The Oprah Winfrey Show. Now, it was hosted by a young African-American woman, Oprah Winfrey, who had no advantages in life, none. She was born in Mississippi, very hard upbringing, irresponsible parents, nothing going for her except talent, God-given talent. Okay, so Oprah uh, gets a job in Baltimore as a weather lady. And then she moves to Chicago, and Steven Spielberg puts her in a movie called Color of Purple. Oprah's an actress as well as a broadcaster, and it does very well, and Oprah becomes known, and she gets her own show. This is called Progression, a pathway, as we talked about before. So Oprah Winfrey, again, nobody helping her, okay? No affirmative action, maybe Spielberg, but I doubt it. I mean, I think she was talented enough for that role, okay? It wasn't like Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, and I credit them, by the way. I'm not disparaging that. But they had help in a lot of the educational uh, opportunities they were given. Oprah didn't have any of that. Okay, she made it on pure talent. That was it. And her program became the most successful talk show in the history of this country. And then she became the wealthiest African-American ever. She is worth, right now, $2.6 billion. And again, she didn't make it in a hedge fund. She made it on the back of her talent. And yes, she now has corporations, as I do, and started businesses and all of that. Now, why is this important in the realm of history? Because it destroys the false concept that America is a racist country. It just disseminates that ridiculous, dishonest point of view. If we were a racist country, Oprah Winfrey could never have succeeded at that level. And again, this was in 1986, not in a woke time where now, if you're white, you have a hard time getting a job in Hollywood or selling a script. It's a whole different ballgame now with the woke. Back then, it was Oprah Winfrey just plowing through. Now, if Americans were inherently racist, white privilege, any of that, that never would have happened. Never in a million years, or I should say billion years, would it have happened. So these are the kinds of arguments, all right, that have to be made to counter the America haters, all right? The Colin Kaepernick's, the MSNBC crew. They hate this country. 
Now, each individual has his own, his or her own story. And there is no doubt in my mind, it is harder for African-Americans to succeed, generally speaking, because in the United States than Caucasians. It's harder. But Oprah Winfrey, she had a horrendous upbringing. And she did it. And she did it because Americans, us of all colors, watched her and participated in what she did financially. That is capitalism. Get it? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. That's how Oprah Winfrey rose up to be the wealthiest African-American woman and one of the most powerful women on the face of the earth. Capitalism. So it just wipes out all of this. America's racist. Capitalism's bad. One person wipes it out. One. And I don't even know if Oprah Winfrey would agree with me. I know her a little bit. We worked for the same company at one time, and I I remember uh, some of our conversations, always cordial. I admired her success. Um, I don't, I think she thought I was a pain in the butt, but I don't care. I was on her program in Chicago. We got to pull that clip, by the way. Let's pull that clip for next week of me and Oprah on her. And it was very nice of her to put me on. Very nice. You know, but we've always, and we had a respectful relationship back and forth. But I admired and I told her that. What she did. I mean, my upbringing was 10,000 times better than Oprah Winfrey's. It was rough. I didn't have anything. I mean, we were a very working class family in Levittown. We didn't have any perks. I didn't have anybody helping me in the television business. I did it on my own. I couldn't do it now. It's a different world now. Couldn't do it, what I accomplished. But anyway... Um, these kinds of history lessons should be taught in every single classroom in this country, just the way I did it. Now, you're a teacher watching. I'll send you this tape. If you play it in front of your kids, I'll send you this tape because that's American history. Oprah Winfrey, first show 36 years ago today. Back with some mail and a final thought, and a final thought will help your life. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful. 
a lot of anxiety and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, let's go to the mail. Milt Mungo, Roan Mountain, Tennessee. Bill, do you think it's possible the reason there was no taint team included in the raid on Mar-a-Lago was so the case would be thrown out and Democrats and the media could report that President Trump was guilty, but he wasn't convicted because of a technicality? Milt, you're going into the land of conspiracy here, and it just doesn't, it never happens. Ah. Rick Reveal, Wolfboro, New Hampshire, the DOJ has had plenty of time to filter out and destroy any papers that would be considered attorney-client privilege, have they not? Rick, all the papers are cataloged. How do you think the National Archives knew the documents they didn't have? Well, catalog, you're going to tell me that the federal agents are going to go and destroy stuff? I mean, that's 20 years in prison. Come on. Aye. Joel Harmon, Baker City, Oregon, proved to me O'Reilly the FBI and the DOJ didn't put the documents in question into boxes after they raided Trump's home. Proof to me, Joel, that the mayor of Baker City isn't a communist. Come on. You base your reality on facts. You don't go into conspiracy. Oh, they changed the boxes and they did. Come on. Proof to you? <laughs> Kurt Silberschmidt, Stoughton, Wisconsin. What do you think of Bill Barr's public comments on the Trump raid? All speculative. Barr doesn't like Trump. Um, you know, I thought Barr did a good job as attorney general, but Trump insulted him. Same story. We've seen it, what, a hundred times? Ginny Nims, Blackwood, New Jersey, excellent talking points about the Trump raid. Could Donald Trump have declassified those documents before they were taken to his home? Of course he could. Of course he could have. Prison has that power. Did he? I don't know. Fred Potschmidt, Cincinnati. Hey, Bill, you stated the FBI is corrupt and cited three clear examples. What, in your opinion, should be done? New FBI director and a special counsel, another special counsel to investigate that agency top to bottom from the outside, not from the district, the Department of Justice. That agency needs to be reevaluated, cleaned up with new leadership, or it's just going to continue to be an embarrassment. Tanya, concierge member, please check out concierge membership. It will help your life. Bill, if Joe Biden pardons Hunter, You say it'll be a huge scandal. You mean bigger than Afghanistan and the open border? Yeah. Yeah. If Hunter Biden's charged with a felony and his father pardons him before the trial, Biden will be impeached like that because there's maybe a link between what Hunter Biden did and what Joe Biden did. (laughs) Mike Piazza, Virginia Beach. Bill, thank you for your recommendation on support to the Daily Chatter. It's amazing what's happening in the world, but very few news agencies cover foreign news. We are going to do a segment, Mike, every week beginning in the middle of September in conjunction with dailychatter.com. And for those of you who want uh, really honest reporting about overseas events, 
Daily Chatter. Check that out. I mean, it's really good resource. Dennis O'Connor, Brighton, Michigan. You keep mentioning on your telecast that your new book, Killing the Legends, will be the most controversial book of the year. Why? Because Elvis Presley, John Lennon, and Muhammad Ali, in the minds of Americans, their images are solid. But after reading this book, you will see them differently. And a lot of people don't like to see things differently. It's not all bad, but it's not what you think it is regarding those men. Killing the Legends out September 27th. Pre-order now, BillOReilly.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. And uh, Killing the Mob out in paperback this week. If you haven't read Killing the Mob, it's, it's a fun read. You want the FBI? We got the FBI in there. Okay, and of course, Killing the Killers remains a bestseller after four months in the marketplace. It's an astonishing book, and I hope you read all three of those books. Word of the day, do not be Saturnine when writing to me. Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, name in town if you wish to opine. Saturnine, S-A-T-U-R-N-I-N-E, great word. The planet Saturn, after Saturnine. All right, back to final thought that will enhance your life in a moment. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So um, here's a final thought. I get, I don't know, thousands of letters a week um, all over the world. And the concierge uh, membership that you can get, if you go to BillOReilly.com, that means you get direct access to me by email. And I answer you within 24 hours. But a lot of the uh, problems that people are having is because they don't have in their lives good people to advise them. So once again, I've said this before, but it is a key to your life, to your happiness, to your security, to your children's happiness and security. You need to find a good doctor. I spoke to my personal doctor this morning. Got her on the phone. Wasn't hard. We're friends. Good relationship. She's the best. Financial advisor, crucial. A lot of people are inheriting money now, baby boomers in particular, and they don't know what to do with it. You've got to have a good, honest financial advisor, somebody who's not going to take your money and put it in stupid things. And finally, and a good attorney. You've got to have a lawyer. Now, how do you get these things? You don't pull them out of a hat or have a magic wand. You know people, family and friends. You discuss these things. Who is your doctor? Who is your lawyer? Who advises you financially? If you talk to 15 people, you'll get 15 names. All right? And then you do your investigating. You call them. You talk to them. You see if you're comfortable with them. This is so vital to you. And you know most Americans don't do it. And then they get smacked with something and they have nowhere to turn. You need those three things, a doctor, a financial advisor, and an attorney. Get them through friends and family who recommend them. 
people you trust. Thank you for watching the No Spin News tonight. Uh, we'll have a new column. I don't know what it's going to be on yet. It usually comes to me in the middle of the night. That will be posted Sunday noon. BillOReilly.com is the preeminent news website in the world now. So we hope you check in from time to time. We have a message of the day every day. You don't have to be a premium member. You just go and read it, all of that stuff. Okay, so once again, thanks for watching and listening. We'll see you soon.